Welcome to PJ's Ponderings, episode four, Rhythms of Rest. Unplug, uproot, upload, and download. Now, rest is something that I believe is both commanded and also encouraged in the scriptures. There's certainly multiple viewpoints on that, some different theological discussions and viewpoints as it pertains to whether or not the commandment itself from the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20 carries over to the modern life of the Christian, or if it does not, and if we are held to a slightly different standard. I have my own thoughts, but I'm going to try and just kind of present the ideas of why rest is so crucial for us in the modern day life, especially as followers of Jesus. So I'd like to keep our focus there. Uh, Definitely open to conversation and questions if you have any. Within that, uh, I think it's important to read what the scripture does say. So let's look at Exodus 20 as part of the Ten Commandments given by God to his people. And this is what he says in verse 8. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Now, my personal current understanding as I've studied a bit of the Old Testament and New Testaments through some academic courses is that the command to honor the Sabbath does carry over to our modern day life and is just that. It is a command for every follower of Jesus. And it is also, in addition to that command, highly encouraged that we find times of intentional rest in our lives. Modernly, I feel like we treat it, and what I see in the living out of the Christian life is that we really treat it as this optional thing that some guy Jesus did 2,000 years ago, and this people did, the Israelites who lived way back when. And we often question, why is it important? to us and for us today? And I think that's a great question to ask and to examine as we consider this idea of rhythms of rest. The Sabbath was observed by Jesus, though, and I think that is important to know. We are, after all, followers of Jesus. We are supposed to be little Christians or little Christs walking around on this earth being the example of Jesus to the world. And if Jesus observed it, If Jesus took time to rest, I think that that example is enough to speak and stand on its own, but definitely worth diving into and discussing. We see a consistent rhythm of rest in the life of Jesus as well outside of that Sabbath commitment that he makes and maintains through his life and through his ministry. We see often in the scriptures that Jesus would go away to the mountain and that he would take intentional time to pray and submit himself to the Lord to be recharged and refilled so that he could continue doing what God had created and called him to do. And I personally believe that that example really sets the tone for how we ought to approach this ourselves, even today in December of 2022. 
We're talking about a topic today, rhythms of rest, this idea of rest and Sabbath. And it's something that honestly I have struggled with for much of my personal walk with the Lord. I am a highly relational, high drive person. I like being a part of things. I like getting things done. I like being with people. Rest just seems and has seemed like a waste of time. It seems to me in some ways that it doesn't accomplish much. And I've had thoughts feeling like I'm missing out on opportunities to be involved with something or to be with people who I enjoy and people whom I love. I've battled with this idea of a Sabbath as well as the idea of having intentional rhythms of rest in my life because of my personality and drive and just wanting to be a part of things as well as wanting to get things done. Now, the reality that I have run into as I've gone a little bit further into life and into ministry is that I need rest. Not just that rest is good for me, not just that it's been a great suggestion or that the Bible talks about it, but I need rest in order to be at my best as a husband, in order to be my best as a father, in order to be my best as a friend and as a sibling and as a son and also as a youth pastor. I have to do things that fill my tank with God, with the right thing. We have thousands of distractions every day. We are bombarded with advertisements and thoughts and cultural perspectives and many different things day to day and moment by moment that are all affecting our perspective and how we approach life. From the music that we listen to, to the movies that we watch, to the people we hang out with, it all in combination really does a lot in how we begin to think about and respond to the different things that come up in our lives. Keeping that in mind, I need to do things that I love and that really refill my tank. I need to have time where I get away to be alone, which if I'm being honest is kind of my least favorite thing to do. I don't like being by myself. But I need these times to upload my thoughts and my feelings and concerns and questions and frustrations, all of these things to God, and then to give him time to speak back, to download his grace and his peace into my life in whatever situation I might be facing. So I want to talk about four ways that we might have rhythms of rest, four things we might do in order to find that in our lives. Now, we all can do different things and be focused on different things when it comes to rest and Sabbath, but for me personally, I have found these four things to be impactful and helpful as I've attempted to really intentionally connect with the Lord with some regularity in my life. One thing that I have found beyond just personal devotion and kind of daily prayer times that you might have is that it's important to have some sort of rhythm and consistency to the times of rest that you are creating for yourself. And I intentionally use the word creating because I really believe in today's busy and distracted culture that we have to fight for the things that 
God would have us do in our lives. It's not necessarily going to come naturally. And so we have to intentionally battle for and create space for the things that really are the most important for our spiritual formation and our obedience to the call of God on our lives. So keeping that in mind, the rhythms of rest for one person compared to another might look slightly different depending on your personality, depending on what you currently have in your life stage as far as what you are involved in and the different responsibilities that you might have. I know for myself, the rhythms of rest and what I may have chosen looked very different in my early 20s compared to now my early 30s. Now that I am married and I have three children and I am leading a ministry, um, I just find that the necessity for this time is even more than what I feel like it was a decade ago. So as we're talking about this, again, I have four ideas that you can utilize in creating rhythms of rest in your own life. The first suggestion that I would give is that you and I need to unplug. With social media and news and family conversations and friend conversations and ministry decisions, there are so many things vying for our mental energy and time, and we really need to be intentional within that to unplug from time to time and that might be a few hours it might be a day you might even try to go longer depending on what you are able to do in your stage of life but to unplug and have times where there is absolutely no technology and you are not allowing that to be a distraction and maybe there are times where there's no tech and no people where you get away and you unplug and you just remove the possible distractions that are around you so that you can intentionally focus on your own spiritual connection with God, your spiritual development and formation through spiritual disciplines. There's all of these different things that we can do when we unplug because what it does is it removes the distraction, but it also creates space and time that you may have been spending doing other things to then invest in what I would argue is the best thing, which is your walk with Jesus. Unplugging is a crucial, just important piece of us finding rest in such a fast-paced culture. The second suggestion that I have is to, from time to time, uproot to get out of your normal places and normal circles of people and influences and to get away somewhere that is just different than what you're used to. There's really something special that can happen when we get away from the normal rhythms of life and the normal places that we see every single day. I think it allows us to kind of look at things with fresh eyes and to be a little bit more intentional and focused in our conversations with the Lord and our considerations when it comes to our decisions of life and that kind of thing. So when I am thinking about this idea of uprooting for my own life, personally, I really love the mountains. I love getting out. I love going on hikes. I love being out in the wilderness and just all of the different nature sounds with the animals. I love how tranquil it is in a lot of ways. Um, but I love that there are just no distractions when I'm out in the woods, when I'm on a hike. It is so peaceful, but it also is reassuring in the sense that 
I'm reminded of the goodness of God as I look at just the incredible creation that he has given us, which is in some facet meant to point us back to him. My family over the last few years has really fallen in love with the Oregon coast. We love going to seaside and having times to just walk on the beach together, collecting shells, playing in the sand and the water. It has really become a place of peace and joy for me when we are able to go and visit that place. So uprooting and getting out of your normal rhythms can do a lot for your own personal health, your connection with God, and even at times your connection with your family. The third suggestion that I would have is what I would say is uploading. Now, it is really as simple as having a conversation with God. Uh, We use a lot of different Christianese words as we talk about these ideas, Um, you know, from praying to having listening prayer to surrendering things to God. The simple truth is that we need time to have honest conversations with our Father our Father God who loves us and who wants the best for us. And so when we take time to upload, to share and bear our heart with him, what it does is it knocks down these walls of defense and of uh, obscurity, and it just brings things into light that need to be brought into the light. Uh, It allows us to be vulnerable and honest with God, even though he already knows all of the things, it really sets us in the position, which we talked about in episode three, of how weakness is the foundation for strength. And when we come with vulnerability and honesty before the Lord, that really sets us up to have strength in our life as he then has the space to speak into our life, right? So as we make time and rhythms to unplug, uproot, and upload to just talk to God and share what's on our mind, our heart, the decisions that are on our mind, any of those things. It just is very healthy. The final thing is something that I have also had a bit of a struggle with myself, which is taking time to listen to God, which I use the word download, to be receiving from God, downloading from God. Now that's a word that I use a lot because I work with youth, so I'm trying to use terminology, right, that that makes sense in their culture and what is normative in that generation, which frankly is a lot of technological term and use. So to download and to give God space and time where we are uninterrupted, undistracted, and are able to then lean into the silence for the whispers and the voice of God to be speaking to us. If we only ever come to God and are spitting up our laundry list of needs and frustrations and God, I want this to change and I'm praying for this healing and this person, like we are going to miss out on much of what the relationship with God can be if we are coming to him and if we are really being relational with him. Relationship is a two-way street. It's not a monologue. When we talk with somebody to build a relationship, it is a dialogue. It goes both directions. We ask questions and we listen to the answer. They share a story. We ask questions to lean in and to get more detail. And then they might ask something from our lives and we get to share something that connects on the topic at hand 
from our own lives. They might ask questions to dive deeper, but that's how we build relationship with people is we have conversations and get to know one another, but we also have different experiences together. So when we are creating rhythms of rest in our lives, what we're doing is we're creating opportunities for ourselves to have experiences with God, to have relational connection and experience with him, to have conversation with him and get to know him and to ask questions and to listen to his answers. So what we're talking really about as it comes to rhythms of rest is that we are creating intentional relational opportunities with God. Now we do that all the time and we talk about it all of the time in our culture as it pertains to relationships as something that is so healthy and good for us to do. If you want to have a healthy relationship with your wife, you should talk to your wife, right? Like, like if I were to say anything other than that, you would look at me like I'm crazy. You should be spending intentional time just with your wife, right? Like you can't reach intimacy with somebody unless you are having conversation and getting to know them and being honest and real with them about the ups and downs and questions of life. So we must be doing that with our wife. We also are really challenged and encouraged to be spending intentional time with our children, right? Like we need to be spending group time with our kids and one-on-one -on -one time with our kids and doing special things for our kids. And there's all of these poles in all the different directions, but we fight to make room for all of those. And a lot of times that's at the expense of our relationship with God. And it cannot be that way. Our calling by what the scriptures teach us is that our primary purpose is to actually be in relationship with God. Even if you're married, the first thing that you need to be focused on is you and Jesus. Because if you are not solid with Jesus, then your marriage and your father or motherhood and your other relationships, and if you are in ministry, your ministry are going to begin to suffer in many different ways. Some things might pop up quickly, other things might take time to reveal themselves, but nonetheless, it is causing strife and it is causing more hardship in all of the areas of life if you are not intentionally developing your walk with Christ. So it has to start there. Secondly is then your family. And if you are in ministry, I need you to hear me on this. Your calling by God is first to him, second to your wife, third to your kids. And then after that, there's some arguability here of like, do friends come next or whatever? But it is after God, wife, kids, and then it's other, like all the other stuff falls after that. And you've got to work on the prioritization of that list and, and what things need to be where. But ministry is not your primary calling. I don't care if God called you to be a pastor. Your calling first is to be a follower of Jesus and to be loved by him. And then secondly, if you are married, your calling is to be the best husband, the best wife, an example of Christ to your spouse. That's it. And so you cannot mix up, especially those top tier items. We have to have those in the right order and right priority. So I'm going to, that's a whole nother thing that we could talk about, but man, I feel very passionate about that one. And I really think we need to honor that in the way that we live. So all of us, every single person who calls on the name of Jesus as Lord, who follows him with their life, claims to be a follower of Jesus, 
we all need to find consistent rhythms for all of these things. Now, that's again going to look differently depending on you, your life stage. Are you married? Do you have kids? What priorities are where? Like where should they be? Making sure those are in the right places. But we all need to find rhythms of rest. And what does that look like? I think we all need to have some sort of a weekly commitment. We need to have weekly rhythms of taking a little bit of time to rest, to converse with the Lord, spend time with the Lord, to converse with our wife and spend time with our wife. We need to have those moments of rest and do something that just fills your tank. I'm trying to incorporate this right now, just busy season of life and a lot of different things happening. And sometimes it's easy to let that fall off. But again, I know that it is the most beneficial for me and my relationship with God and my leadership when I honor the Sabbath and keep it holy and when I find these rhythms of rest. So something weekly is so helpful to have a pattern and a consistency. I would also say that there should be a monthly commitment that you have for your walk with Christ and resting where you take a little bit longer of a time. Your weekly commitment might be an hour. It might be a couple hours. It might be a, you know, a 10 minute slot every single day, but whatever that weekly or even daily commitment looks like, the monthly commitment should be a little bit heftier. So if you're normally doing those smaller chunks, maybe on a monthly basis, you're taking a couple hours and you're getting away and you're spending time with the Lord and you're listening for him to, to respond. You are leaning into things that you have questions about and you're just doing something in congruence with all of that that really fills your tank. Uh, beyond the weekly and the monthly commitments, I think there needs to be an annual commitment to really create significant space. And I think that looks more like you're taking a couple days. And that might be a, a family vacation. That might be you going on a camping trip. That might be a lot of different things. But thinking through what really fills my tank and, and where can I schedule that in and make time to have a healthy rhythm of rest weekly, monthly, and annually. I think it is so crucial as we consider those things that we're looking at how am I going to in those moments of rest unplug? How am I going to uproot from my normal places and rhythms to have a little bit of a different experience and perspective? How am I going to create space to honestly and vulnerably upload what I'm going through and dealing with and questioning, talking about those things with the Lord? How am I going to do that? And then finally, where am I going to make some time to download and receive, to listen and receive what God has for me? So all of us, whether you're in ministry or business or you are a stay-at-home mom or a teacher or whatever you might do, all of us need to find these rhythms of rest. We all need to have a consistent Sabbath. We need to be prioritizing healthfully what God calls us to do, which is first to focus on our relationship with him, second, our spouse if we're married, third, our kids if we have them, and then finally, our other relationships, family, friends, ministry, and other. I personally now block out Saturdays as a family day. It's in my calendar. If people ask me, hey, can you help out with this thing? Or hey, do you want to come to this? I look on my calendar and I have an all-day event that just says family. And I can honestly say, you know, I have something that's booked for that day. 
that is an honest answer because I do. I, I scheduled in, I made time for my wife and my kids. And I just find that very valuable to make a priority. Now, there are some exceptions and occasions where with conversation with my wife, where we talk about and we say, you know what, for this event or for this particular reason, totally uh, go for it. We'll, we'll make time on another day to kind of compensate and trade off so that I can do whatever it is on that Saturday. So we all need to find these rhythms and we need to be very intentional to work with those whom we love and um, whether that's our family, our friends, our, our spouse and our kids and uh, just to be able to honor them in those ways but also to honor God as we are following him first and then loving him and loving others through our life. So Rhythms of rest are crucial. I really hope that you have some, and if you don't, I hope that you really think through and create some rhythms of rest in your life that land in those daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly slots, and be intentional to make space for that. Nobody's going to make it for you. Your boss and the busyness of life that you experience is not going to just magically stop, and it's not going to say, oh, by the way, we really think that you should take these couple days off so that you can rest and be rejuvenated. You have got to fight for those things, and with the help of the Holy Spirit and your relationship with God, and as he guides and directs your steps, um, you will be able to navigate and to make those decisions in a way, in a, in a consistency that's going to make sense for your life. So highly encourage you to do that. Thanks so much for jumping on for PJ's Ponderings, talking about rhythms of rest. Hope you will be back uh, next week for episode five. See you soon.